don't give. All I gotta say is Porter can This is Sandra Scuttlebutt. We are recording just after leg two of the CONCACAF Champions League final. Semi-finals. I'm getting, say, I, I, I spoiled getting it. I yourself. spoiled it. <laughs> getting ahead of yourself. Um, so we're so used to finals. I'm just saying it already. Uh, we just won, Cameron. How are you feeling right now? Man, I, I was a ball of nerves leading up to the end of that game. That was some of the craziest stuff I've ever seen. And I am so happy right now. Uh, for many reasons, mostly because we were able to advance one-one tie, but that puts us through an aggregate to the Scotia Bank Concacaf Champions League <laughs> final. You did it! You did it! And so did the Sounders. So uh, yeah, it was nervy there at the end. So let's just let's just skip the scuttlebutt, right? Our, our standard scuttlebutt. I mean, I think I think we should talk about the nuances of sports and uh how dip no let's cut let's let's get into this game right the sounders finally learned how to conca calf oh i have a cramp oh i got poked in the eye oh i got poked in the other eye oh i'm laying on the ground with a head injury why isn't the ref stopping the game oh let me go off on a stretcher wow i've never seen us time waste before like maybe like i'm like two ten seconds at a time we 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 learned there. We did it right. We were drinking the Concacaf Kool Aid for sure. For yeah, that well, we, we clearly I, I, didn't drink the Kool Aid because those they were cramping up and they needed they needed more refreshments and uh, uh, you know electrolytes. For sure. I mean, they were. I wouldn't say chasing the game for sure, but but New York was doing what they had to do and. Yeah. putting full pressure through I mean they, I'm sure they were gassed, okay. but they couldn't they couldn't you know time waste <laughs> they were on the wrong end so yeah we there definitely were some gas players there that's that's for sure but we were we were time wasting uh as we unfortunately it's part of the game and it, I find it incredibly annoying and I still don't like watching it when it's our team but no I don't I don't either but you know what if 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 it's part of the game do it that's where I'm at on it if it, I mean, you're going to a final. <laughs> so, and, and, and most of it was that we needed a break, right? We weren't getting a break. So I get it. I get it. But the most important thing is we scored four goals to their two and, and prevented what 25 shots by New York. 10 of them were on the Magno guy. 25 shots. That is insane. Yeah. And, and I don't, I mean, it's what you expect, but we actually did a, a really good, I mean, we, let's just say it, Stefan Fry did a phenomenal job. And I, I'm, I'm saying it, right? He, right. And Roe, Roe coming in, he had that double block. Of one, like, I think one was off his butt and the other one was off his leg that uh, Fry would have stopped it. Fry was there. He was right in front of Fry, but Roe immediately came in and had an impact. Um, I think, Knew who wasn't hurt, but he was cramping up. So having a player that was out there and was able to run and not cramp, I think made a huge difference. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, he didn't do much about it, but he, that's because he put himself in the right spot. Kellen Rowe, that is. Uh, knew who yeah. was his absolute self. And of course, cramping up. I mean, this he's just getting his minutes back with us starting. Uh, so absolutely fantastic. Um, Rui Diaz, that goal in the first half. Who I didn't think when that happened, I thought we're in. This is in the bag. I get. I know. I know the aggregate rules. I get it. Three goals. Is, they still need three goals. Um, that didn't change for them. It's just what changed for them is it's no longer a win if you get three goals and prevent us from scoring. Right. It's a draw. But it didn't feel even with their their energy and their pushing. It, it didn't. I. 
didn't feel as concerned, obviously, as I did in the second half, and mainly because of that Rui Diaz goal. But it seemed we were composed all over that first half, yeah. right? We were we oh, were getting yeah. the ball I, didn't and get keeping the ball, which did not happen in the second half. We did not keep the ball. Oh, I, and towards the end of the second half, it wasn't happening either. After we scored the goal, I mean, I think we were a lot of counterattacks in the first half, but after we scored the goal, they controlled the ball mainly. But I didn't feel nervous, right? They were getting some decent runs and stuff, but our defenders were always in the right place. That didn't change until the second half when, you know, they put one off the bar, double bar shot. Yeah. Then they score. I mean, but let's go back to that Rui Diaz goal. I mean, beautiful cross from Nuhu just in front of his defender. Uh, another defender has a chance to get it and just misses it. And then it's just like placed right at Rui Diaz's feet, who just is able to tap it, like almost toe poke it into the, he the completely the opened far up his side right foot. It was, it was, yeah. it was clinical is what it was. And he nutmegged the guy it looked like on the replay. I mean, uh, the replay of while I was watching live, I, we've yet to replay the game. We were recording literally 30 minutes right after the game, just, yeah, just yeah. as we catch our breath. So yeah, no, the goal is fantastic. And it started with Jackson Reagan who yeah my man solid game got a yellow card that maybe he didn't need to get, need but, to get but i'm not mad uh, at it. right and we did i got the answer that we didn't know on their last episode the reason why ariaga was not suspended for this game is the yellow cards reset before the semifinals mm-hmm. but now so we're transferring so that he only has one Right. So Reagan, if Reagan or Ariaga get one in the first leg, they will be not there for the second leg. And one of them we can deal with, right? It's just, it's, it's, that's, it's luckily a two leg series and let's not get into the negatives too much, but it's important to mention the yellow cards are a two yellow card. You're out in the next match rule in this, even with that, that, that refresh and the last round. But um, yeah, Ariaga's got one and Reagan's got one. So that means leg one, Either of Fry, them Fry has one as well. Yeah, I'm not, Fry I'm not got one for time. That. He's got what four in his career. So yeah. Now, now I will say, and, and uh, plus that was I, kind of I, BS that <laughs> Rudy. Yeah, it was stupid the because they had to wait for Rudy to get off Turn the field. Around, so ref. there's no reason. Yeah, that was a bad move. The ref made a few eye uh, eye opening mistakes. I think around stuff like that, like where our player goes down, hit, hit in the head, and they don't stop it. Uh, before the match, uh, so uh, we we brought back the sound, which is the official Sounders Zoom watch party uh, for this match. And then I think we're going to do it for the away leg, too. So keep an eye on Grill FC and Alliance Council's Twitters, uh, and we'll talk about it there. Or if you're on the email list, you'll get an email. But Jackson Feltz, friend of the show and pre- and post-game and halftime host of the Sounders, stopped by for a couple minutes. And he mentioned that he believes Yamar is going to be healthy for the next legs. So... Uh, that, that is a, I mean, Reagan's been doing awesome, right? But Yamar's a whole nother level. Absolutely. I mean, he's defender of the year. I uh, didn't, did he get that last year or he's, he, he was, he might've been a finalist. I, I don't think he actually won. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's up there and he probably should win because yeah. he is an absolute beast. And yeah, that's important. He'll be just getting back though from a lower, right. a lower extremity injury, which in, in this is, yeah. It's called football around the world because you use your legs. So that's that's great to hear, likely for the second leg, um, no pun intended. But that does overall, if one of the two is going to miss the first or the second leg because of a yellow card, one of the two being Reagan or uh, Hobby, then that's good to hear. So that's good news. Thank you, Jackson. Yeah, and I, you know, usually we would have said, well, we don't want Hobby out. But the way Reagan's been playing, I think, we want Reagan in there, right? Like I, uh, he will. So it, going back to Rudy is rough Scullo, second leg. One that started, time, but, right. With the deep, yeah, the deep switch. Yeah. And he did that. What, yeah. Two, maybe three times in this match. And when Javi yeah. gets the ball, he tends to just kind of sprint forward. Like, like it's yeah, he like does. we're he down one or something with the one minute. left. <laughs> it's like, dude, <laughs> calm down, clear it or pass it deep, right? Switch it. And, and what, what what I love about Reagan is he'll actually faint a, a player or two. And Javi, when he does that, it kind of scares me. It's a little sloppy. But Reagan, yeah. for being a rookie, is smooth, man. So that and then his defense is fantastic. He had a little suspect moments in this match, the, the goal being one of them, but he was one of a few 
players. And that was actually just a really good goal um, by New York, I have to say. Uh, we were mentioning yeah. last episode that the goals were conceding seemed to be kind of gimme sloppy mental errors, kind of, you know, kind of cheap. That yeah. one, I mean, and the, and it was inevitable because how much offense they were coming at us, but it was, it was quality. Right. And he wasn't the only one. I mean, there was a, there was Ariaga was right there too on the man who could have done something. So uh, if I'm recalling correctly, yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's been solid. And I think that first half showed more of our defensive composure in terms of we're going to take this ball push it up the field immediately on a counterattack. The second half, uh, especially the first 15 to 20 minutes, that was not what was happening. We were just like defending for our lives. And then it felt like we settled down a little mm -hmm. bit, uh, especially after we took Jordan Morris off and put in Obed Vargas. And you had, so, so we already had, Rusnak was not playing uh, an attacking mid. So anyone who might be frustrated by, him not scoring or having any, he could have had some passes, but he was actually dropping back and allowing Jao Paulo to go mm -hmm. forward. So we had him sitting back with Jao Paulo a lot in a center mid position. Sometimes back to center defensive mid. And so his, his uh, job was not the same as what we've expected from him earlier in the season where we wanted him to be goal dangerous. I mean, it would have been great, but I'm not mad at him at all surrounding that. I think, what we were able to do is bring on Obed, put more uh, defensive midfield players in that allowed us to short the defense. And there was times where we would have like five, six men in the mm -hmm. box. So at that point, like they were still getting the ball at us, but it did not feel as dangerous at times. Now that changed, especially the later we got in the match, because Fry was coming up time and time again with huge saves. Yeah, the the CONCACAF site right now doesn't have stats for saves, which is weird. So I'm going to look at the coordinates, as they call them, and look at on target for New York, that is 14. So considering wow. they scored one, 13 saves. 13 saves. Abs uh, unless uh, off the bar, off the bar is probably on target. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. Well, I mean, quite physics says it's not right. The ball doesn't go in. It depends on what the target though is. But is the target the goal or is it scoring a goal? I think because that think is the goal. The target, if it's on target, that means it's going to be a goal unless it's prevented. Okay. Right. That's just there was some like the save where he just put his left arm up oh. and like it and it was going in and it went boop and right over the top of the goal. I was like, Oh my that God, one, that one was legit. And then the, what was even more impressive in my opinion, because it wasn't coming from an actual shot was that cross that we misjudged clearing it in the air. And then Javi yeah. tries to make up for it as it's kind of coming towards the far post and it's too low for his head to get on it and skips off the yeah. grass and he's diving full outstretched to his left. I mean, and I don't think he saw the he, ball. I think I he think just he was like, I need to cover this it. area. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Not. He was like, I got to cover this. That was like pure instinct. I mean, and this was on international television, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, people are, I mean, he's 36 years old. I hope we have him. And he's playing like this. Although, not although the team picture they have from the locker room, it looks like he'll be playing for another 10 or 15 years. Too. He's ripped. yeah, right. Um, by the way, I think he has a new tattoo. I noticed on his like on his calf or on the front of his shin or no, sorry, it was above it. It was on his um, thigh above his left knee. I think it looked like there was under his shorts. There was a new tattoo there. And so I wonder if he got a new one or usually his shorts are just lower and we don't notice it. I, You know, I'm going to go with that. I'm, I'm not really memorizing the inner thighs of our players. As oh, come year. on. Come but, on. No, why not? No, I'm glad you brought I up mean, tats, though. How old do you say he was? 32? Uh, he's 36. 36. Okay. Well, I mean, Casey Keller played into his forties, yeah. right? Like, yeah. And, and that's we, my he point. Could, he, he could be fine. around for another four or five and years. I, he is. I don't, I want, he's the Supreme chancellor of goalkeeping and he can be our leader for eternity. But I, you mentioned tats and actually I did notice in that photo beyond how fit Stephen Fry is, is Russ Mack has tummy tats and I mm -hmm. have tattoos and yeah, they're just, we, you don't, I'm always, uh, I'm wearing a shirt. <laughs> why, why aren't you, why isn't your tummy hanging out when we're out drinking? Well, it does after a few drinks, but <laughs> crop tops. Um, 
No rust, I guess Tommy t- uh, tats, and that is that's a, that's kind of that's a pain tolerance tat right there. Like, that, yeah, that yeah. I mean, I think the the worst I've ever had is one of my Sorry. chest tattoos went up over the clavicle, and Ooh. that little it's just one little like black line, but that line that was the most painful because it's on bone. Yeah. But yeah, down in the tummy has got to like be a right little bit the more. Um, that's what I'm thinking. Stopped. Yeah, because like, he had it. You'd be getting right into those ribs. ribs. Oh. Oh. Cause it's bad. It was bad enough on my, my upper ribs, like in my, um, torso, upper torso. Yeah. But also around my man boobs, but I think we have more of the body for, for tummy tats. I don't think it'll hurt us as much, but those guys don't have much body. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I digress. Um, I do want to mention, so we were saying, yeah, we're getting barraged. Uh, The stat I did see that surprised me, which I think is why we didn't have a failing park the bus situation. Not that, that so much we were parking the bus, but we were, we had to keep, stay back because they were, we pulled back. all over us. 93% pass percentage for the team. Oh, that wow. is key if you're going to be barraged like that. I think I've said barrage like eight times, right. but we were. I'm barraging you with barrage. No, oh, yeah. Did we, did, uh, what, and I haven't looked at the stats because I, you know, we're just coming out of the game and just reliving it in my head, but did we have a lot of clearances? Uh, well, did, did that, is that stat there? On, not on this site. I mean, they, I'm looking at the Come coordinates. On, That's what they call it, the coordinates. Okay. So, um, th- I think the number would be pretty high, though. I think we can yeah. believe that. Because it was last week for New York, because we were so goal dangerous that they were having to clear it all the time. So, I imagine it would probably be the opposite this time, for sure. Yeah, no, it was completely the scratch. 60-40 possession, which, yeah, I would have probably said more than that. Um, but 93% pass percentage. I mean, that means you're getting the ball and at least moving it away from danger. And, and we did have that stretch there of like 20 passes, two, three minutes. They mentioned it on the broadcast, the FS1 broadcast. Yeah. Um, and that moments like that where you can just hold it and and breathe and collect your thoughts, collect the game, that is absolutely impressive stuff in that environment and that, yeah. and, and that scenario. So, uh, And they were a hostile crowd. The point – there was one point where we got fouled uh, – outside the box but on close to uh, close to their box and whoever it was for the sounders went down and stayed down and i thought those fans were so angry i thought they were going to run on the field and i was like i've been there i've seen teams do that freaking conca calf and have been so mad mm. so that was a, it was a hostile place who was it somebody was throwing in the ball on the far side of the field and they had that one row of fan seats and the fan was standing right there giving the choke symbol at us, mm. at our player, like a few feet away, they were really hostile. So that that was a. I, it's going to be interesting. Um, I've heard, and I can't confirm this, but that we're going into studio at or at, at Estadio studio, Azteca. Studio Azteca. <laughs> studio it's our, it's, Azteca. It's our podcast it's the, office. The new hottest club in Mexico City. We're going to Estadio Azteca. If that's the case, like that's going to be a wild game. Ugh. Um. I don't know if that's true, though, because I don't know where Pumas plays. But Look it up real quick. Yeah, it's Pumas. And we should mention that they did advance from a nil-nil draw. Um, I think even if they won, we might have kept the second leg home home match. But I could be wrong. Uh, It would have depended on the result. Well, if they they won. Yeah, so so if they won, we would have had to win. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, so it was a zero-zero draw, uh, and that game was wild. Pumas had a player sent off in the 60th minute, and Cruz Azul was attacking constantly. And then at the end, there was a few breakaways where Pumas had a chance to score to put the game away in the last seconds. And if they had scored, that would have meant we had to win this game and changes everything. But in the end, they they didn't. They tied. It was it was an awesome game. Actually, Keith Costigan, the Sounders announcer, was on the call for it. Yeah, cool. Um, I think they they must have done it live from LA. I'm guessing, um, and because uh, he goes down there a lot for Fox. And uh, if they had scored, it changes everything. But because it goes zero zero, that's what puts us through. Like even if we had lost one nothing or two to one today, we still would have hosted the second leg. Uh, we would, and if it had been three one, obviously it would have gone straight to penalties. So no, whoever won this game today and advanced through was going to be the team that uh, hosted the second leg based on that tie. So if they had won, it would have changed a lot. 
but Puma still, they didn't look amazing, uh, but they held on. They have this right back that if he played for the Sounders, we would love though. He was like, so it was one of those everyman hardworking, like running up the field, taking dangerous shots on goal, hustling harder than everyone else. Like it was, uh, it was super fun. So I really, uh, I think we should be favored. But uh, we're still getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about this game some more. I mean, uh, I don't think we're getting too ahead of ourselves. But, yeah, I think we definitely dive into our game a little bit more. But I did find the answer on Stadium. They are in Mexico they City. Play at, they play at Estadio Olimpico Universitario in Mexico City. Took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, 72,000 people. And there will there will be 72,000 people there. Probably. Right. Well, so there will be Lake as one, many people fans is their sellout i I presume it's i mean it's pumas mexico city i have a a feeling that they sell out their their matches at least their big ones yeah and uh breaking news on kjr after the game uh so this is not too much inside but uh only I've, i've only seen it on kjr is that the game the Vancouver match that would have been at Lumen Field in between the two legs of the final has been moved to the summer. Nice. So I I so love that have, they did we'll that. We'll have no game. With, who are we gonna? Yeah. Who were we gonna play? Cincy. Vancouver. Cincy was the one that got canceled. Yeah. Uh, a few so days I love ago. that that happened because right, and now it's happening again for the next leg, for the next round in between the two legs. That's nice. And what a different world we live in. If you've watched MLS for at least ten years, <laughs> the Concacaf and the lack of acknowledgement of anything else but MLS throughout, <laughs> like, like the, the schedule is what it is. It never changed, and we would have to travel to all these crazy places and group stage and awesome. Well, good. That's good news. Um, presuming it's true. Yeah. Which sounds like it is. Um, no, I, I mean, it was reported on the post-game show, so okay. I, I would assume it's true. And, it's, and it looks like the uh, leg two will be Star Wars Day. I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but May the 4th be with you. Oh, did, did that information come it out? It looks like that's – I heard it was supposed to be tomorrow, but then I saw – well, I saw it on Twitter. But I forget who it was, but it was a, a legit – a fairly legit name. It wasn't just Joe Schmo, whoever Joe Schmo is. Yeah. So, so I uh, KGR. I can say that the Vancouver game got moved to June fourteenth. So that's that's that where that game got moved. And if uh, on the tickets for the game, so if you if you already have tickets, it says I just got sent this um, five four. So May fourth, you you say Star Wars Day, I say Jawbreaker Day. Jawbreaker Day, what does that mean? Oh, they have a song called "Sluttering May 4th. and so uh, it's one of my favorite songs. So for me, it's just Jawbreaker Day. I love Star Wars too. Oh, uh, that's a band. Looking at, yeah, it's a okay. band. Sorry. Okay. Uh, yeah. Looking at the tickets, so this is I'm just looking right at my ticket right now in my account. Uh, it says to be determined, but on the graphic it says five four. May 4th. So okay. uh, your source may be right because this is what it's saying right on our tickets. Uh, so I don't know, but uh, fitting sounds good to me. Whatever, whatever day it is, as long as it's not the 5th, because I have to fly to New Orleans that day. Uh, so that's the day I don't want it to be because then I'll have to miss it. So the 4th sounds awesome. Oh, and I hope you're hungover going to New Orleans um, in a good yeah, way, right? in, a, in a, good, a good hangover day. Right. So, and, and that's the thing, right? Like this match Let's say we win two nothing in the first leg. Like it's going to be a party. Oh yeah, I mean the second it, the second leg will be a party. I, I'm going to make it a party anyway. But yeah, it would be a less nervous party uh, for, for for damn sure. However, I would not want to jinx it. <laughs> right? I mean, no, of these course Mexican not. Clubs, I, uh, they can turn it on for sure. And we've seen people get Concacaf before. Mm-hmm. We saw Montreal make it to the final and then get a bs red card on their goalie which then screwed up everything and they didn't they should have advanced they would have advanced and uh they the referees basically took it away from them mm-hmm. yeah but i like i like your i'm gonna i hope it's two two nil that would be fantastic that we'll have a lot of fun at flat stick before the match who would beyond uh Stephen fry let's get back to this one beyond Stephen fry because that's the obvious answer who is the best field player I guess who is the best field player? <laughs> Stephen Fry is not one. 
I mean, for me, there's there's a lot of people out there you could mention, but just because of his hustle, because of the way I saw him break up plays, uh, because of the way he would uh, stop breakaways by uh, stealing the ball away or make defer diverting the the opponent, uh, I'm going to go with Christian Roldan. Yeah. I mean, we saw a player run full speed into the Christian in that game and get hurt by running into Christian. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, mainly because, he, yeah, he was just being Christian rolled on. He's so consistent and so good at that. And I I, I don't know if I've mentioned this to, this to you before, but my, my buddy Tor, one of the OG Scuttlebutters, always called him a fire hydrant. Can you imagine just running into a fire hydrant? It's shorter than you, but you can't move it. <laughs> and right, yeah, he is uh, just a mini tank, and he, without him, I mean, even with you know Joe Joel Paolo and and Rusnak in the midfield and and Lodero, even though obviously he's more offensive, um, I, I just we can't do what we do. We don't make it to they can't count how many fingers finals in the last ten, you know, six years. So uh, I agree with you. He was there. I I really I I have to say maybe close second to that is Reagan because of that goal was so important and doesn't happen without that deep switch, which he did. Like I said, two to three times in that match, which along with keeping the ball uh, in possession when you do have it, 93% pass completion, you have to get rid of that ball and moot and keep passing it, right? From that deep of a situation, a defense, you want it. He's able to switch it and not just clear it. And he did that multiple times, and it led to a goal at, that obviously the scoreline says we still would have won without that goal. But the events that would have occurred had we not scored that goal might have been a loss in that game so with great defense really good movement in the back and passing and then those that deep, deep switch is honorable mention and another honorable mention and for me it's because he didn't play enough minutes he came on as a late sub but seeing the difference he made is will bruin uh, you know that his shot on goal was fine that was, that's not even what i'm talking about there was times where his hustle he was able to go up and a ball that looked like it was going to go out of bounds for a throw in, he was able to get there before the defender kind of swoop it around him and kick it all the way to their goalie and took an extra 20, 30 seconds off the clock late in the game at a time where it would have just gone out of bounds and he threw it back in. And those, those types of plays, you know, on his shot, I get why he took it. That ends the game, but he also could have taken to that to the corner and, and wasted another 20 or 30 seconds. But he did do a lot out there to, to make the clock move. And I think, that was the thing is as more time passed, as they still needed two goals, you saw, you know, 15 minutes left, 10 minutes, five minutes before. And then they got what, six injury time. Uh, it was the pressure was on New York and you saw a lot of wild shots. You saw a header that went almost he tried to head it to the goal and it went almost out to the corner post uh, to flag. So it was um, not corner post. That would be dangerous, but all the way out to the corner flag. Uh, and and so I really appreciated that Will Bruin came on and didn't just play as a forward. He played as a knowledgeable, um, you know, veteran who saw chances to extend the play in a way where it took time away from the game and made it more and more difficult because at that point, every second counts. Yeah, no, it's a good honorable mention. Not the whole, he didn't play the whole match, but during the crucial parts of the match, he had impactful moments. You, when you can't get the ball to dictate the game yourself, you, you kind of have to find other ways to do it. Yeah. And unfortunately, time wasting is one. But also knowing like what, exactly what you said about Will Brewing, knowing what to do with the ball in certain situations, the pressure that you put when they're trying to distribute from the back, 
because they're, they're getting the ball and they're trying to distribute quickly. If you can yeah. prevent them from getting that first easy pass into the midfield, that's key. And that, and I agree. He was kind of all over at Kellen Road too, um, with his butt cheek stop. Um, <laughs> but his pressure, uh, everything, he had fresh legs. Thank goodness. Yeah. Yep. Um, even Obed, man, I'm glad he got some minutes. I was a little like, whoa. I mean, the way the match was going, and you're gonna throw the kid in. I mean, they did last match too, though. Uh, you see, you see him come in and and get some minutes, and really just, you know, well, there was a time where everyone got in everyone's face near the end, uh, and their player got a yellow card. Who you could tell he was mad because he knew they were gonna lose at that point. I think Collins yeah. was his name, but we, Tom Collins. We, that's that's my dad, so I don't think so. <laughs> No, no, I think his name it was is Collins. Collins. I know, but <laughs> your dad's name is Tom Collins. Yes, like the drink. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but we got so excited about advancing that we did not mention that. Like, was it like less than a minute into the match or something like that? Oh my god! There was almost yeah. a brawl that broke out, and they were shoving and pushing, and uh, and it, I thought they were going to fight. That, that, yeah, no, I, was... I think it was like seventeen, eighteen seconds into the match. It was the first move forward. Yeah. With, yeah. No, it was immediately out of the camera. wasn't really, I mean, it caught it, but it was moments from not catching it. It seemed like around. they, because they also did something to fry and our defenders a little bit later. It seemed like they were trying to get us riled up thinking that would throw us off our game. But I think that just made us more resolute. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we didn't, it didn't throw us off our game. So I agree. I guess I agree with you. Um, and yeah, I mean that, that kind of tactic is what you get when the other team is also doing the time wasting thing. It's frustrating yeah. to them too. So we got to throw them off their game. We got to find every, every other way that isn't ball in net to get the ball in the net. Um, <laughs> whether that's drawing penalties from us, throwing, a, getting a man off, off the field, going down to 10 men. Um, yeah, you gotta, you kind of have to do everything. That's what you see in finals. It's, it's weird having this, this final feeling right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the semifinals. I'm saying finals, but it feels like that we're playing an MLS team and it feels like we've graduated to the other tournament, which is the final <laughs> against. Yeah. This uh, wasn't, this was not the, like if we lost to New York in a league game, like, Oh, that's, that's a bummer. Yeah. But like, this was bigger. This is like, I, I don't, and, and I may have already said this, but this is how excited I am about this. I don't if people if you're a casual Sounders fan or and you're listening to this or you you just don't know much about CONCACAF Champions League is we are um one, two, three, four games maybe away from potentially playing someone like Real Madrid in a meaningful game. Not a friendly, a meaningful game. So I mean we obviously we have to make it through the final and that's a big if. I'm not getting ahead of myself. I'm just saying the importance of this is that like we win this, mm-hmm. we're going to the Club World Cup. We're going to go in and we're going to play either the best team from Asia or the best team from Africa or the best team from Oceania, someone like that. And then we're going to advance and you play against either the best team. If we win, we play against the best team from South America or the best team from Europe. Like in a meaningful match, in a match that isn't a friendly, them coming to the U.S. and it's a big party in a game where it is you start your best players most of the time for even the European clubs and you play to win. I, I mean, yeah, it's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. We, we, we can discuss. Win. We could discuss the path that is still presented the in path. front of us, and we're not right. off, we're not off right. of it yet. Right. So, so that's not. I'm not saying we're going to do that. I mean, uh, beating a team from Mexico is hard. We never know what's going to happen with the Concacaf reps. Even if we made it through and won this, being playing those other teams from Japan or wherever they are uh, are difficult. You know, like it's not it's not a cakewalk no matter what. But this puts both the MLS, if we were to advance, it puts both the MLS and the Sounders as a national brand. Sorry, international brand. International. Sounders are already known internationally, but instead of just being a nationally well-recognized team, suddenly, well, an an MLS team made it, and it's one that we already know about, Sounders. That makes the Sounders become an international brand, not on par with like a Chelsea or a Bayern Munich or Manchester United, but considering we draw as many fans as Chelsea, like – a name to be mentioned among the top 50 teams in the world. It's respected. It would yeah. be definitely more respected. And probably still a bunch of merch. And us, you know, yeah. But yeah, but the league and the club would be more respected as quality versus right. just cute little Americans. 
And this is what we play for. I mean, this is what Garth has said since he's got here. It's that our biggest matchup are teams from Mexico. We need our league to be able to be better than that league because that's a game changer. That makes us the best league in um, probably North and Central America and South America. uh, You know, they have super teams, but we could beat a lot of the lesser teams, I think. And and especially Brazil, their fans, they have so many teams that they don't get as many fans as us, right? They have a lot less Mm -hmm. fans. So um, per team, because they fill smaller regions. Yeah, they don't have city councils. They have clubs. They just, every little city has a club. Right, right. So, so it, it just, uh, yeah, it would be such a change for the Sounders where, I mean, bringing in players becomes easier because you're playing in that club world cup and players who would have never heard of a team from the United States or considered a team from the United States are suddenly going, what's going on here? Maybe I should be talking to the MLS instead of Mexico. Maybe maybe going to Seattle would be good. Look at look at that crowd. They're drawing forty thousand people a game. That's, that's more their, than half. Look the at community. their headquarters. It's brand new. Yeah, the brand new one that they're going to build and and potentially host the World Cup in twenty twenty six. Like, mm-hmm. ooh. And they have Scusa on their seats in Portland. <laughs> Come on, it's a sorry. <laughs> Scusa, Scusa. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk much about them both because I don't like them and because they don't deserve airtime right now. One of the best things I've seen so far, just, just mentioning them quickly, but it's more uh, is that um, <laughs> this was from uh, Tony, who's one of the leaders in supporter groups out in uh, Austin said uh, coming soon to net news, MLS fans reluctantly supporting Seattle just this once. It's true. That's not even. <laughs> That's true. I, I wonder. Curious. I wonder if uh, I heard some Portland people that said they were supporting us in this round because New York City FC beat them in the final, which I found interesting. I found that interesting. I don't. I don't think I would feel that way. But at the same time, if they were, if they had a chance to have the Club World Cup, would I root for them? My heart says no, but my head might say yes. I don't know. No. I mean, I think once I got into it, it would be no. Subsidiary of Oshkosh Bagash. No, absolutely not. I just, I can't. It would just be so huge for the MLS and only benefit every team. That's the hard part Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah, well, um, my club. It's my club. Yeah. I I don't, I. But I mean, it it would make the MLS more attractive to lots of different people, not just Portland. There's literally nothing about that club I've ever liked other than Steve Zakawani. And that's just because (laughs) he, he deserved to play that's yeah, all. Did. And if that was the team he had to be on to play, then then absolutely go Steve. I, I will say, but, and this may be blasphemy, but uh, I, you know, I lived down there for essentially a year of my life over a three year period. I was down there 10 days a month for three years and I was well openly welcomed by their fans, knowing that I was a Sounders fan. Uh, so I have many friends that are Timbers Army. And when I went down and I was a photographer on the field for uh, I was working basically for a Scottish website, but it was for Prost America. Uh, they didn't know us from Seattle and they were so friendly. So as long as they don't think we're from Seattle, their fans are pretty awesome. Obviously the club we don't like. Didn't say anything about human beings. Yeah. They're good people. That's, that's all I'm saying. I just don't want the club to have anything in their cabinet and they already got one thing. So. Yep. And also I, Merritt Paulson needs to go. Yeah. And he, and he's just an absolute trash human. Yes. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so let's so so let's move on from that jerk and and we pulled it out. We didn't yep. give in in the end. We stayed back. They had a few dangerous shots, but as a whole, I thought we handled it really well. Uh, things may it's have bounced our ways stressful. a few times. It was stressful. Yeah, it oh, been, I was. It, 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 it's supposed to be stressful. It's just yeah. how do you perform? And uh, we gave up one goal, which I thought I didn't think it was going to be a shutout. I mean, we were. Yeah, it's not there home but it's a it was it's a better stadium for their fans to be at like you were saying it was a hostile environment because they actually could be within five feet of the field mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, they're, right they so, can bring banners I mean, bigger than uh three feet by f- five feet to put up as a championship banner all right yeah i actually <laughs> i really like red red bull arena but uh, yeah so we made it through i i i'm curious because you actually watched the pumas match um mm-hmm. yesterday what should we be 
Not so much. Well, what should we con- we be concerned about? But what should we expect? I think is more what I'm asking. Since you have a little bit of some insight from watching that match, I didn't get to watch. Yeah, and and I haven't I haven't watched more than that match. That's that's the only one I watched. I did not watch the first one. So I'm I'm going off one match where where they okay. were okay with a draw, right? Uh, but I, I would say the biggest thing for me was that they they didn't quit. There was no quit in that team, even after they got a red card. They turned around, still pressured, still, and they had players that were giving their all to the point where they were collapsing on the field afterwards of exhaustion. Was it just two? It was just two one in the leg one, right? Leg one was two one. Uh, okay, at, so it was. Uh, so this was not like a, a desperate match like ours. One team uh, had to do a lot. No, but Cruz Azul just had to score one goal, yeah. and then that ties it, and then they go through on away goals. So that's what I mean. So maybe yeah. like you actually watched it, maybe a more full, robust yeah. football but match. But Pumas versus... couldn't allow a goal. But they were pushing mm-hmm. to score. They they didn't just sit back. Sure. They were pushing to score. There was a lot of counterattacking. Uh, and they just had this one player that I just – I think if he were on the Sounders, right Sounders everyone would love so much. Uh, just because, like I said earlier, he was this, this kind of uh, – workman like player who was just rut hustling as much as he can and uh I, i'm trying to remember his name uh, i'll get it here in a second but uh, i was just i was really impressed with him and uh, uh alan mozo was his name so uh mozo was just a beast out there uh they they of course are not uh i think they might be seventh or something like that right now in in the table in mexico so they're not the best team at the moment overall in Mexico, but they've really been uh, fighting to uh, in this, in this and, and made it through against a probably much stronger Cruz Azul team. It was all heart. It was, they were, it was just all heart. Right on. Hey, D, so, so if your ticket said five, four, you wouldn't know when like one would be, but we can presume probably the week, a week before, you know, probably six to eight days before. Oh, we we know the window for the for the match. It would be either the twenty sixth, twenty seventh, or twenty eighth in, okay. in Mexico City. So, do we just have check the Sounders schedule here? We have Inter Miami this weekend, which let's not. A bunch of kids are going to play <laughs> because the so team's real tired. quick, uh, Pumas is tenth in the table. Okay, uh, with okay. four wins, four draws, and five losses. So. so uh, right. So I wonder if what about San Jose? That's the twenty third. Twenty third. So we'll play at San Jose in the twenty third, and then we will go. We'll probably go straight from San Jose to Mexico City because you're already you know a third of the way there. Why, there. why not keep going? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I will be at that game in San Jose. Oh really? So yeah, I'm going. Uh, my it's my old home. So went to school down there. So I'm going to go back and uh, sit. Uh, what I usually do is buy tickets in the section wide over from the Sounders fans so that I have someone to run to if I need to be safe, but uh, <laughs> I don't want to dance and cheer. I get too into the game that I could, like I couldn't handle sitting in ECS just because they want you to engage. And I'm just so hyper-focused on what's happening that I just sit there and stare. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why I've, tr- I've tried to take, when I've been single, I've tried to take dates to the game and it isn't always a good date because I'm just so intent. I've got to like pull myself back and be like, Oh, Hey, how are you doing today? Let's talk about stuff. <laughs> Do you mind this not Sounders? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, uh, we have it's at Inner Miami, right? Or is it home? No, we're home. Oh, so we so are I'll home. See Flats, I'll see you at Flat Stake on Saturday night. Yeah. Cool. So Saturday night home plus uh, two rain games this week. Let's not forget that I know we're not a rain podcast, but Seattle Rain play at home at Lumen Field on Thursday night and Sunday night. To- tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Four fourteen. Yeah, what are you doing? You want to go? Okay. Uh, dad let's stuff. talk. Let's talk about that. My baby yeah. is sleeping, and so is my wife. Fine, you figure it that out. Sounds later. like a lot of fun. Yeah, it will be fun. Last game was fun. So if you are, if you haven't checked out the rain yet, they are playing at Lumen Field. They are now part of the Lumen Field family. So check them out. It's so much Welcome fun. Welcome back so to the good. city. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, so excited they're players. back, and I'm. I'm really hoping this is the time where they're going to win that championship. We've been so close so many times that. Uh, you know, need to see Rapino's out, Lou Barnes is out, but uh, especially if we get uh, Lou back, uh, we are good. Yeah, and and Pino needs to lift a trophy here in Seattle. 
That's right. Nothing. Before she retires. Absolutely. For sure. Right on, man. Well, um, one thing I did want to mention, my boy, Leo Chu, did travel, but didn't look, he wasn't in the lineup. So I wonder, I wonder what the reasoning behind that was. I would expect him then to be starting on Saturday at home. Mm-hmm. That's probably why, like, I, you're not getting any minutes here because I'm going to need you full 90 on, on Saturday. But you don't really have, I guess if you're not expecting to really push too much offensively. And that's really, I mean, he played really with defense in his last match, though. <laughs> it seems like that's been a focus of, uh, of his training. A bit, but once he came kind of on, there, team. there was a drop-off in that last match that caused, uh, that we just, like, remember how I said we got outcoached at Minnesota? That was one of the ways where they put on someone really fast on the wing and then took off a more defensive row and put him in. And uh, we did see a little drop-off that allowed them to be more dangerous. So, um his defense is getting better, but until it's really good, I think we're gonna we're not gonna see him at least starting. Uh, but plus, who's gonna start over Jordan Morris, right? Like, no. Oh yeah, I wouldn't expect him to start. I just thought you know it's weird they wasn't suited up at, at least. But Wait, I thought I figured he'd be in the eighteen, but uh, I guess not. But he was smiling in the locker room photo where everyone wasn't wearing shirts and had kind of a, a silly look on his face. So he seems in good spirits. Um, I really like him. I want him to do well for us, and I know I know there's a plan. But I'm excited just to, to see him chew it up. <laughs> right. So I have a question for you. Let's okay. talk power rankings. Where do you think the Sounders fall in the MLS right now? We just beat last year's champions in a meaningful game. We're in the final. Well, we're in the final. Those are obviously not MLS games, but we've been putting all our eggs in this basket. And they're during MLS. It's a, They right. do affect our performance uh, right. in other matches. Do you, right? do you think we're one of the top teams in the league? Well, we were. I absolutely do. And we last time we looked at these, we were two. So uh, yeah, on I would on I would have to say after this, the next round of updating, unless we even even if really we lose to Miami, but if we poop the bed, I don't want to edit. Um, then I wouldn't expect us to go up from two. But as it stands right now, we should be considered the team that the most fearful team, the last team you want to play right now yeah. is this is the Seattle Sounders. So MLS, this is before today's match. This is after the first leg. MLS has us at three with only the Galaxy one. and Philadelphia above us. Uh, Philadelphia has been super good. Uh, and the Galaxy, uh, I guess because they beat LAFC and El Trafico, I don't know why that's considered a bigger win than us versus uh, New York City FC. But um, And then LFC is, of course, fourth. But if we move on over to ESPN's power rankings, um they have number one as Philly, number two is LAFC, number three is Nashville, number four is the Galaxy, number five is Dallas, number six is Colorado, number seven is Columbus, number eight is Salt Lake, number nine is Red Bulls, number 10 is Austin, Deep number is 11 is Portland, and the Sounders are number 12. I just, well, that just I know, means I, they, have a, they, have a, they have the mailroom guy doing this and he doesn't know anything else other than the the MLS. And this is all they said about the Sounders. After beating New York City FC in the first leg of their CONCACAF Champions League semifinal, oh, so they do. the Sounders had the weekend off as they prepared for Wednesday's return leg. That's it. We were also number 12 last week. How the heck are we so low? Portland? No one's actually us? spending any effort on that. That's not even worth reading. No, Portland jumped from 16th to 11th by beating the Timbers 3-2. to two. By beating the Vancouver. Oh, so beating the Vancouver. Excuse me. I would love if Portland beat the Timbers. <laughs> they do beat the Timbers a lot. They definitely make themselves lose with mistakes. And Austin, you know, I get it. Austin's good. But still, how are we 12? I am, look, we need to send this to the Sounders. Give it give it to Brian Schmetzer so he can put it up on the board in, in there and say, look, we are. T- they think we're the 12th best team in the MLS. Put that chip on their shoulder because... That is insanity. Now, if we're playing our B squad, yeah, we're probably the 12th best team in MLS. If we're playing our backups, our backups are so good that, yeah, they would put us in the top half of the league. Absolutely. But with all our starters, come on. That no, is that, ludicrous. The only explanation when you were saying that was that if they're literally not even thinking, considering Champions League and how that affects the league. And, and yeah, we did have a weekend off, but 
That was our first. Still, we were 12 last week. So yeah, we, uh, we got, got to this point playing throughout the MLS schedule. So yeah, I just, and, and I had to say them all cause I wanted to see your face. I know that is not a, this is not a visual podcast, but I guarantee you out there, everyone in podcast land, you know what Aaron's face looked like at that moment. It was and like, I, a, I make well, weird faces what? too. <laughs> so, all right, man, I think is it time. I think it's I think it's time. I'm I'm exhausted. I want to finish my tea. I want to watch some highlights. I want to get on Twitter and do internet cheers with everybody. And Heck uh, yeah. oh, my sweet dog is just sleeping on the couch right now. So I'm gonna cuddle my puppy. Yeah. But and and uh, yeah. come out come out to Flatstick and say what's up to us. You can find us. I'm the bearded guy with glasses, and Aaron is the haired guy with glasses. I'm, the, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we're the we're the white guys in Seattle with glasses. You'll <laughs> yeah. we'll stick. I'm the like bearded white guy with glasses, and you're the the white guy with glasses at his hair. So it yeah. works out. That that'll be no, really easy. You'll he, you'll you'll hear us. We're, we'll be the only ones talking about Formula One. Yeah, that's true. Just just walk around till you hear someone talking about Formula One, and it will be us talking about how it was kind of a letdown for Ricardo to finish so low in the Australian Open. That's his home race. Yeah, but that's the highest he's ever finished there. Yeah, we're, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, oh, I forgot we had to stop recording and then talk about Formula One. Yes. Okay, let's let's pull it into port. All right, let's go to port. Where they can't find you on Twitter. Me? Oh, you can find me at Legal Minded Punk on Twitter and Instagram. Go give me a follow. Me too. Me too. Where can they find you? At A-A-R-O-N-L-I-N-G-L-E-Y. Amazing. Take it away, James. Take it away, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.